0: Lowdown, a podcast series where we get the lowdown on the creative happenings here at ACME. Hi, I'm Spiro Economopoulos from Film Programs. I'm sitting here with uh, Roberta Chabarra and we're going to be chatting about Roman, 10 films by Polanski this afternoon. Hi, Roberta. Hi, Spiro. How are you going? Good. Well, let's, let's just get uh, right into it. Polanski's had such a big um, rich body of work that spans literally decades.
1: Five at yeah, least. Five, five at decades least. Yeah, to exactly. To yeah there's
0: mm-hmm. a there's a lot of varied films in there a lot of adaptations a lot of original um, works as well. Yes. Um, for you obviously you've condensed the program to 10 films mm-hmm. uh, what were the binding themes and ideas that put these 10 films together for you? Yeah,
1: I guess the the guiding principle was that to me, these are all films that operate within the parameters of genre, even though, as, as we know, you know, Roman Polanski loves to to play with genre conventions. Mm-hmm. So, they're, you know, they're not hard and fast genre films, but they operate in that ambit in some way. Repulsion is a horror film, but one that has a really sophisticated mm-hmm. visual style, so yeah. it's not your you know, standard issue horror film. Um, Rosemary's Baby is a, a supernatural yeah. thriller. Um, or is it? You know, he kind yeah. of plays with the idea that uh, maybe it's, Satan, or maybe Rosemary is having, mm. you know, some kind of mental disintegration. Yeah. Um, so it could it could be all a product of her psychological breakdown. Bitter Moon is a psychosexual thriller. The Ghost Rider is, if you like, a sort of political mm. thriller. Frantic is is borrows a little bit from Hitchcock yeah. in terms of thriller elements. Um, the Tenant, again, is a psychological thriller of a very high order, and, of course, yeah. we can talk a bit more about that film. It's fascinating also because, of course, Polanski appears Starsy, in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's the lead. Uh, Chinatown is a noir film, but not as we know them, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. and coming out of New Hollywood in, yeah. in the early 70s. Um, Cul-de-sac is mm-hmm. a black comedy, but quite a, an original black yeah. comedy, and also has uh, other... Subgenres going on. The Fearless Vampire Killers is a spoof of, of vampire films uh, but it also you know has very sophisticated visual elements, um, the score uh, and uh, again a performance by Roman Polanski um, mm. that shows off the degree to which he is a really terrific and really talented performer mm-hmm. so that's kind of how we came up with um, the 10 and then we added one more which isn't by Polanski and that's the documentary uh, by Marina Zenovich. Yeah. Roman Polanski wanted and desired and yeah. Zenovich has made two documentaries uh, on the life and times yeah. uh, and uh, the the contentious legal yeah, case in 7778, sure. yeah, um, which is the focus of this first documentary. Interestingly enough yeah. as well, those uh, and a lot of other sort of themes that bind the films
0: together is this sense of isolation and paranoia a lot of the characters feel. Um, Mia character in Rosary's Baby, Polanski obviously in the tenant, and I'm kind of curious about uh, how much of that is a autobiographical element, I suppose. I think
1: it's fair to imagine that the circumstances of his very particular childhood in Poland under German occupation um, and then after the war, the Stalinist takeover of Poland. I mean, you know, he lived in a very repressive society uh, after having survived the war. So I think, um, you know, for example, Roman Polanski was born in Paris in uh, 1933, and his Polish parents moved back to Poland in 1936, which is, you know, pretty, pretty bad timing. Uh, and then at the start of the war, his father felt that um, his wife and young Roman would be safer in Warsaw, so dispatched them to Warsaw to live there, where in fact Warsaw came in for some really heavy uh, air bombardment and Krakow, where they lived, was relatively um, safe at that particular point in the war. So these kinds of dark ironies um, come into his life very early, and uh, I think uh, certainly in terms of his body of work, Polanski is someone that you could say has a very well honed appreciation of the absurd and the role of randomness and arbitrariness in his life, and not just in terms of you know losing his mother in, in 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 the Holocaust. She died in Auschwitz. She was executed there when she was pregnant, as it turns out. And then you know 30 years later, he's married to the beautiful, talented Sharon Tate and uh, she's murdered in very similar circumstances in that she too is pregnant, in fact, weeks, mere weeks away from giving birth to um, a son. I, I don't know about literal autobiographical uh, influences, but in terms of a tone and a worldview that, um, yeah, has been informed by living in a society, surviving in a society. Uh, he was alone for a few years uh, when his parents were both in different camps, his father survived the war, where he was literally living by his wits uh, on the streets of Krakow and for a time in the countryside, as, as a child, as like a six-year-old, and eight-year-old. Uh, so that, I imagine, can't help but shape you and shape your worldview. So uh, yeah, he, he's the master of, of creating states, representing states visually of paranoia. In Repulsion, uh, Deneuve's character, Carol, disintegrates mentally. Uh, in Rosemary's Baby, it, as, as, as I've said, we're not sure if it's uh, an internal psychological disorder or if it, it is, is in fact this kind of satanic coven. And um, she's definitely sort of isolated within everyone in that yeah. film. Yeah. Increasingly and in The, so, yeah. the Tenant, it's Polanski's character him, himself, Tchaikovsky, um, the mild-mannered bank clerk, who just can't quite work out why his Parisian neighbours are just so resolutely hostile towards him. Uh, and I, you probably remember Shelby Winters plays the, a concierge, the apartment block concierge. That's and um, right. she basically just kind of treats him with contempt and scoffs at him. Quiet, music. Quiet now. Good afternoon, madame. Uh, Yes, what is it? I'm sorry to bother you. I was told about an apartment. This is the right building, though, isn't it? Who told you? A friend of mine. Uh, well, a, a relation, actually. The door. Sorry. I gather it's a small two-room apartment. Is that all I got to do? Some people think a concierge is a slave. Not me, not me, I assure you. Would it be more convenient if I came back later? Anyway, you have to speak with Mr. Z. The other thing that I find fascinating about these and other films by Polanski is the way he negotiates power dynamics between characters, you know, two, three. In a film like Bitter Moon, it's four four characters. Uh, and just the, the shifting power balance, you know, who has it? Uh, who keeps it? Who loses it? Uh, who, who's going to break? Who's going to prevail? Who endures? Who snaps? Mm. I, you know, all of that is is fascinating grist to the mill. I think uh, in in his films.
0: We were talking about genre before, which is really interesting, is the way he plays with that. For mm. example, Chinatown, which is your quintessential noir film, but set in this harsh Californian kind of bright yeah. sort of daylight and he con- and again Rosary's Baby is you know, essentially a horror film that again takes place in daylight so mm-hmm. it's interesting how he subverts what you expect yeah. from those kind of films. Culver Sack does a similar or thing. Or just
1: brings something it. original to yeah. it so you know, he never wanted Chinatown to be a pastiche or a parody, uh, but he had absolutely no interest in shooting in black and white.
0: And it's also, its hard. sometimes you forget about the, the very black humour. You know, yeah. The, especially with The tenor. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing like Dua
1: about any of these films. You know, you find yourself laughing at things that may or may not be appropriate. You know, Pulaski has a really well-honed wit. It's part of, I guess, that sort of uh, ironic detachment that that he, he has.
0: And it's nice, obviously, you've put in, um, I guess, very rare for him, like an out-and-out out comedy like the Fearless Vampire Killers in the program. So Yeah. Pretty, and he actually is one of the co-stars. He's, you know, yeah,
1: he co-stars him. and uh, he's great because he actually started in radio and then ended up in theatre before he sort of found his vocation as a director. He's, he's a great physical performer and he's very funny, um, so... Uh, it's actually a nice kind of counterpoint to his performance in The Tenant where he ostensibly doesn't have nearly as much <laughs> fun mm. of playing Tchaikovsky. Uh, and then of course he has his, his famous cameo in Chinatown as the thug who snips Jack Nicholson's nostril. Hold it up, kitty cat. Hold it. Hello, Claude, where'd you get the midget? You're a very nosy fellow, kitty-cat, huh? You know what happens to nosy fellows? Huh? No? Wanna guess? Huh? No? Okay. They lose their noses. (sighs) (sighs) Next time you lose the whole thing. Cut it off and feed it to my goldfish. Understand?
0: It's a very pointed cameo, I really love that scene. It's fantastic. Mm. And also I love that the, the humour in cul-de-sac is is really perverse and, and quite yeah. sort of dark. You know, he takes, you know, the, that gangster genre and just really flips it on its head yeah. in a way. And I think it's kind of really, really funny.
1: Yeah, it's pretty outrageous. Mm. And from what I've gleaned from interviews and extras on DVDs, uh, it's it's a film that he's really, really proud of, and that he considers one of his most original, you know.
0: There's a lot to love if um, you're a huge Polanski fan in the program, Mm. but also there's a lot to discover if you don't know his work very well, so I think it's a really sort of succinct and really considered program for that. Well, thank you
1: for saying so, I've I've tried to hit the the key basis, so of course, Knife in the Water, his debut film Mm. that he made in Poland. early British films, Repulsion, Cul-de-sac, and The Fearless Vampire Killers are all from his British period where uh, he ended up in London for a few years via Paris. Rosemary's Baby and Chinatown, of course, are the block big Hollywood. Hollywood. New Hollywood, though. New Hollywood Hollywood films, but they're also commercial successes. Um, And then The Tenant, and from The Tenant onwards, Frantic, Bitter Moon, and The Ghost Rider, mark his Return to Europe, where he's, you know, since been based essentially in Paris. Interestingly, I, I quite like about Frantic too that he brings Harrison Ford, you know, the matinee idol from the states That's right. over and and hmm. sort of. Um, and it kind of coincides with his exile. Oh yeah, yeah, as well, it's, it's it really? yeah, it would have been raw um, hmm. still, I think. And and to have Harrison play this, you know, sort of. Uh, Hitchcockian yes. everyman mm-hmm. um, in Paris, which of course everyone imagines as the the picturesque, you know, romantic, poetic city that it is, except in Frantic it isn't because no. it's, <laughs> it's a <laughs> hotbed of, well, <laughs> intrigue basically. <laughs> Your
0: eyes are
1: um, blue, blue, grey really. Mm. Bleu. To go. Visage. Face. Um, what about it? The shape. It's, a, uh, thin, narrow at the jaw, rounded forehead. Mm. Oh, Ah, Paris. City of lights. Listen, <laughs> so listen, I expect you people to take me seriously, You are being taken perfectly seriously here, sir. As a matter of fact, you have a special treatment.
0: Usually, we fill up this form after a week or so. Usually, we just take a deposition. Voila. La main courante. Okay? This is the procedure.
1: Photo. Quickly, the ghost rider will screen on 35 mil, as will the tenant. Uh, And Frantic is actually coming in uh, on an archival print from overseas so that too will be on 35 uh, millimetre as well the documentary
0: yeah um well thank you roberta i think um it's a really great program i can't wait to revisit a lot of those films
1: cheers you have been listening to an acme podcast For more recordings, go to soundcloud.com slash acmeonline or the ACME website.